Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 2. Here's Pastor Ryan. The Lord our God is one Lord. Monotheistic, not polytheistic. One God, not many. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. They said this, right? And as Christians, we too believe in one God. We believe in one God. We, we believe in the triune God. That's what makes us uh, unique. God created man to be a, a triune being. We, you, myself. He created us to be body, soul, and spirit. And that was our fallen state until we gave our lives to Jesus. When we are born again, as Jesus said to Nicodemus in John 3, 3, you must be born again of the Spirit and of water. When we are born again, that gets reversed. No longer are we body, soul, and spirit. We become spirit, soul, and body. Things are made right spiritually the way they were before the fall. Spirit. Now we wake up and we say, breakfast, is not, breakfast would be nice. But how is God doing? Where before it was just breakfast would be nice and what do I want to do with my life? But when we are born again, one of the signs that you've been born again is that you are now waking up. Yeah, you still want breakfast, but, but God is in, in your thoughts and in your heart now. Something inside of you is telling you, say hello to your father. It's the Spirit of God. So we serve a triune God, one God who is in three distinct persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All three are spoken of as being God in the Scriptures and of being one. Jesus uh, said uh, in the Great Commission in Matthew 28, 19, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit, and of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, speaking of the Holy Spirit, who is God, said in John 14, 16, And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, and he that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. He refers to him as he, because he is God, he is a person, he is the Holy Spirit. And he is the spirit of truth. And then speaking of the Father, Jesus said in John 10.30, I and my Father are one. In John 14.8-10, Philip said to the Lord, Lord, show us the Father, and it is sufficient for us. Jesus said, have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? 
He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. When Ananias and Sapphira lied to the apostles and to Peter about how much money they donated or they held back some of the money but they said oh we donated all this to the church but they didn't they lied they held some back when they were found out in Acts chapter 5 Peter said to Ananias why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself well it remained was it not your own and after it was sold was it not in your own control why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. Lie to the Holy Spirit. And then Peter refers to him as God. Paul would write to the Colossians in Colossians 2 verse 9. For in him dwells all um, the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And so, don't let them try to confuse you it's all there I believe it and until I'm in heaven I'm not going to necessarily know how it all works but it's going to work amen when Jesus was baptized by John it says that as they prayed and he came out of the water the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit came upon the son in the form of a dove and the father said this is my beloved son whom I am well pleased. All three are pictured there. All right. Our God is greater than all gods, but who is able to build him a temple? Since heaven and the heaven of heavens cannot contain him. Who am I then that I should build him a temple except to burn sacrifice before him? So, so what a beautiful question who is able to build God a temple who think about that who can be his architect Solomon is showing great humility here God cannot be contained he said the, the heavens of the heavens cannot contain him uh, the, the creator of, of all things right it can nothing can contain God so to think that anyone is worthy to build God a temple, it's folly. No one is worthy. None of us are able to build God a house. Same is true today. All the things that God asks us to do, none of us are worthy to do any of this. But he is so good. And we are his children and by the blood of Jesus Christ on the cross, our faith in him, he makes us worthy. He makes us righteous. He makes us holy. And then he says, go for it. And we're able to touch the holy things of God and give him service here in his house. Share his gospel trample on serpents, step on scorpions, authority over the enemy, and nothing can touch us. Oh, God is so good to give us that blessing. You need to 
take advantage of it before it's too late. Because the time is coming, Jesus said, when no one can work. And right now, not only are we serving the Lord, but we're also building up rewards for ourselves in heaven. What we do in heaven, what you do for eternity, matters what you do now. So if you do nothing, and you make it into heaven by the skin of your teeth, you know, I remember, you know, John Corson did this one time, but I mean like a jar. You know, maybe a little cappuccino glass. Picture a cappuccino cup. If you fill it, is it full? If you fill a cappuccino cup with water, is it full if you fill it to the top? Yes. yes. Cappuccino. Cappuccino. From the hood, we call it cappuccino. <laughs> cappuccino. But then you get a big gulp or you get a barrel. And you fill that to the brim. Is the barrel filled with water? Yes. Both are filled. Both are blessed. But the capacity of that little cappuccino to enjoy heaven, it's in the state of a small cappuccino cup. Still blessed. Still full. Still in heaven. But the rest of us who worked for the Lord while we were down here, we'll just smile at them. Say, oh, aren't they having fun? And we have, we have cr craziness good times because we served them while we were here. Both full, but the capacity is different. Mm. Who is able? Who is able? What can you give to someone who has everything? What can we give to someone who has everything? God has everything. What are you going to give God? That's like anybody who like gives tithes and thinks, I'm doing God a favor. Oh my goodness. No, no, you're just giving them back out of thanksgiving, showing them that you know, that he knows, that you know any money you have comes from him. And you're just giving it back. You're doing him a favor. In fact, we're not doing him a favor. Psalm 50 says, For every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle on a thousand hills. I know all the birds of the mountains, and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world is mine and its fullness. God owns everything. So, I mean, Solomon, really? Thanks for the building. What can you give to God who has everything? The one thing that God wants, the one thing we can bless him with, is our love. He just wants your heart and mine. He wants your heart. That's what Christianity is about. It's about God coming down to sinful man, making a way for sinful man to be forgiven and have a relationship with God because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He wants a relationship. So if we don't give him a relationship, what kind of Christians are we? What kind of relationships in this side of heaven work when there's no 
communicating, no communion. It's not. It's not a real relationship. So God wants our time. That same psalm, Psalm 50, verse 14, God says, or the psalmist says, offer to God thanksgiving. God wants thanksgiving. You want to bless him with, you know, it's, he wants you to be thankful. He wants me to be thankful. And pay your vows to the most high God. Pay your vows. Show him like you understand. Show him, pay him, pay your vows to him. Bless him. Pay your vows in all aspects. When we said, Lord, come into my heart, forgive me for my sins. That's a vow. To be born again is a vow. We're trying to get people to make vows to God and to keep them. You're making a promise to God that you're going to live for him. Keep it. You want to bless God? Give him thanksgiving. Pay your, your vow. And then he also says, same psalm, call upon me in the day of trouble and I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. Again, he wants us to call upon him. That's relational. You only call upon someone when it's relational. God just wants to hear from you and me. God loves it when we're grateful to him. God loves him. God loves it when we show it by our giving and our service to him. He also loves to fellowship with us, to hear from us. In Proverbs 15, verse 8, it says, the sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord. Like sacrifices. It may be religious sacrifices. Some people make amazing religious sacrifices, but to the Lord, it, it, it's, it's not what he's looking for. The sacrifices are good if you love them. If you don't love them, what good are the sacrifices? What good is the religious activity if you, ain't, you don't really love them? Which God sees through that. He looks right to the, the, the depth of our heart and he knows whether someone loves them or doesn't. He knows when someone's playing the part. He knows when someone is just trying to use them so that he can better their life, but not necessarily are they going to uh, let him be their king. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but the prayer of the upright is his delight. He delights to hear from us. In Psalm 49, it says, Let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name with the dance. Let them sing praises to him with the timbrel and harp. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He will beautify the humble with salvation. He takes pleasure in you, the relationship. He just wants to be with us. So imagine when we're not seeking him. Imagine when we're not praying to him, talking to him throughout our day. Adam and Eve, you know, they walked with the Lord in the cool of the day before the, the drama happened. Now, he, Jesus made things right. Talk to him in the cool of the day. Talk to him throughout your day. That blesses God. So, how do you, what do you give to someone who has it all? Now, now we know. Give him thanks. Give him love. Give him your ear. Give him all these things. Like, who am I except to give sacrifices to him, Solomon says. Therefore, send me at once a man skillful to work in gold and silver and bronze and iron and purple and crimson and blue, who has skill to engrave with the skillful men who are with me in Judah and Jerusalem, whom David my father provided. Also, send me cedar and cypress and algum 
logs from Lebanon, for I know that your servants have skill to cut timber in Lebanon. Yes, they do. World famous. And indeed, my servants will be with your servants to prepare timber for me in abundance, for the temple which I am about to build shall be great and wonderful. And indeed, I will give to your servants the woodsmen who cut timber, 20,000 cores of ground wheat, 20,000 cores of barley, 20,000 baths of wine, and 20,000 baths of oil. Then Hiram, king of Tyre, answered in writing, which he sent to Solomon, because the Lord loves his people, he has made you king over them. Hiram also said, blessed be the Lord God of Israel, who made heaven and earth, for he has given King David. David, a wise son, endowed with prudence and understanding, who will build the temple for the Lord and a royal house for himself. Now, he is blessing Solomon. He is saying, wow, you know, God really blessed Israel, loves Israel by giving King David a wise son, prudent son, you know, and, 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 and no doubt he means that. No doubt he, he received the letter from Solomon and said, man, this guy is, is filled with w- wisdom. From above, but the talk about God being God here at the beginning of the letter, most commentators believe that He's just being um, gracious and respectful. You know, just to say that, you know, it's just something He knows who He's dealing with. He knows Solomon would like that, but that's not necessarily the King Haram's heart. That's one way of looking at it. Who knows if the commentators are right? But we know this: there's plenty of people who will flatter and say, "Oh." Yeah. Yes, Jesus is God. Yes, God, you, you know, but you know, they ain't down for the Lord. Right? Yes, no, maybe so. Yeah, yeah, amen. All right, cool. And um, so he asked for him, and then uh, <clears throat> he says in verse 18, we're almost done, and now I have sent a skillful man endowed with understanding, Harum, Harum, my master craftsman, the son of a woman of the daughters of Dan. So, 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 he this this Harum guy is his mom was Jewish of the tribe of Dan and his father was a man of Tyre so he's half you know Phoenician and half uh, uh, Jewish skilled to work in gold and silver bronze and iron stone and wood purple and blue fine linen and crimson and to make any engraving and to accomplish any plan uh, which may be given to him with your skillful men and with the skillful men of my Lord David your father now therefore the wheat the barley the oil and the wine which my Lord has spoken of let him send to his servants and he will cut wood from Lebanon as much as you need we will bring it to you in rafts by sea to Joppa and you will carry it to Jerusalem when you go to Israel Joppa is a big place that you go see it's right there near Tel Aviv and it's um, on the shore and when I remember Chuck Smith saying this is where the logs came to build the temple from up there but anyhow you know God provided the most skillful people for the house of the Lord. And I just feel like we're living what we're studying together because God gave us a house and we're just like, oh, we want to beautify it for God's people, for him. We want, to, we want this place to look, oh my gosh, if we had the money, this place would be under construction. But in God's timing, where God guides, he provides. That basketball court, we will be playing on that probably Sunday. 
We're, the fence is going to go up pretty uh, soon next week. The asphalt work. We're just, you know, God's always provided for our church. And we never beg for, for money. Ever, ever, ever. He always provides. He has provided. Think about it. He has provided amazing. And he will continue to do so. But um, all the skillful people, the guys who work here, all the guys who pitched in, who voluntarily put in time to, to beautify this place, I'm just, it's just like we're reading the Bible's coming to life. I'm amazed at where all of these skillful men and women come out of nowhere. They know how to do it. I don't know how to do anything. I know how to vacuum, you know, but they know how to like tear out carpet and do popcorn ceiling and paint and all, you know, uh, you know, I know how to shoot basketballs. You know, guys are different. And so all the, you know, God provides and he has provided for our church along the way magnificently. He has provided. So many people have come at the right time for the right things. When we were offered a radio spot on 88.1, we happen to have a brother in our church who was, who ran a radio station for 10 years. How does that happen? And he taught us how to do intros and outros and to sound like we kind of know what we're doing. And now, you know, it just, uh, with my wife in the worship, we wanted to put that on CD. We wanted worship for our church and how it was, it was, she was referred to a professional musician who had number one hits in jazz who has a record uh, recording studio who had one here in Banning and then she was blessed and it was financed for free for her to record 10 songs professionally in a booth like in the movies isn't that crazy without ever like looking for that stuff we don't want to be rock stars so, and then a, then then a couple shows up to our church, and the brother has connections to music people. Hears the, her song, sends it to the music people, and she gets signed. It's just when God guides, He provides. So just honor God in your life, and He'll blow your mind away. He'll open doors that and no man can shut. But we may have to plod a little bit through the mud. It's all good because he bore the cross. Father, we thank you for your love, your grace, and mercy. May your word bear fruit in our lives. May you help us to be the Christians that you want us to be. And while all heads are bowed, if there's anybody here who would like to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, please raise your hand. If you're here and you haven't made that decision, but... You, you know you need to because the Bible says if you don't confess Christ openly, he'll reject you. So are you here and you, are you ready to repent? You have to be ready to repent of your sins and God will forgive you. Is there anybody here? And so Father, we thank you again. May you bless our time of fellowship now. In Jesus' name we pray and together we say amen. Please stand. Sorry we went late, but it's okay. In the world, I'm sure you used to stay up late. May God richly bless you. May, may we all know that all of us are equally important to God. 
We are the apple of his eye. He is longing to hear from us. Be still and know that he is God. Have your little spot in your house. Grab your tea. Grab your coffee. Chill a little bit. Stay a little bit with the Lord. Delight yourself in him and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring your desires to pass. He will blow your mind. He is looking to bless your life with trials, with struggles, with storms, because they build our character. Faith that's not tested is a really good faith. You got to have some storms and keep your eye on the Lord and go through those things. Then you become stronger in the faith. The next storm isn't as scary. Amen. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come on out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you'd like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills.